Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Well, hi, everybody. Ezra Levant here. How you doing? Uh, that little warning censorship uh, uh, bumper, I think we call it, is um, because YouTube um, has all these weird and arcane and ever-changing rules about what you can say and what you can't. And um, they once told us that if we put like a warning label on our videos, we could have a little more freedom if we warned our viewers that we were saying bad things. So I put that warning label up. As you can see, we do it uh, and we indicate we're doing it under duress. Uh, that's just for YouTube. But we're streaming this program on four channels. Uh, we are on rumble.com. We are on superu. Dot net, um, which I'm just delighted about. Uh, we are on odyssey.com, which is an interesting platform. Um, did I list them all? And YouTube. Uh, so we try and diversify where we are to make it less likely that we can be shut down. I'm absolutely certain we will be shut down one day by YouTube, but hopefully by then we will have... Um, put down roots in these other channels. Um, let me talk. What didn't make it? The warning didn't make it to YouTube? Okay. Um, I heard there was a glitch. We're going to play that warning again. <laughs> you, you can't, you know what? The censors at YouTube have such thin skins uh, that we'll play this again just for them. Take a look. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. So we put that up there to let you know that we're being censored because the worst thing to do would be to censor ourselves quietly so that you think we're not doing it. Now, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and, and maybe wearing that little garlic clove around my neck will ward off the vampires. Maybe it won't. Um, we don't know. It's so whimsical and capricious over there in YouTube land. Um, just a quick word about our other platforms. Right now we have 213 people watching on YouTube, which makes no sense given that we have 1.47 million subscribers there. They're obviously throttling us. Um, on Rumble, we have 818 people watching, even though we have less than 100,000 subscribers there. So you can see it's out of joint. On the SuperU free speech channel, we have 20 viewers right now. Uh, what I like about SuperU is um, they got a, it's a free speech channel. It's sort of hardwired for freedom. They've got the shouts, the chats, and they also have a tip function now, which Rumble and Odyssey don't have. Odyssey, actually, I take that back. They have it in the form of making a donation through a cryptocurrency called Library. And we have 26 people watching from them now. All right, enough uh, preamble. It is appropriate, however, that we talk about censorship because a terrible thing is happening in Hong Kong right now. And I was just saying to Justin this morning that uh, I've had the pleasure of being to Hong Kong several times in my life. Once when I was in my early 20s, uh, I don't recall the details of it. Actually, I don't even remember how I got there. Um, and it's just an amazing city, truly on par with New York, London, um, just one of the world's great cities. Uh, it's great because it's the best of the Chinese culture plus the best of the British culture plus the best of all the expats from around the world. It's like the best people from all around the world go to this place and the freedom and the energy and the creativity and, you know, there, I think there's 300,000 Canadians there. I don't know the exact... So you have, you have so many... It's just like a perfect future place but also deeply rooted in Chinese culture, history, food, language. Um, but hundreds of years of British civil liberties, rule of law. So it was just the, the one of the best places in the world. And my deep regret is that last Christmas 2019, the last Christmas of freedom, um, I... I had this theory that we would take the family to Hong Kong, but that wasn't really a kids-friendly Christmasy vacation. So I was sort of outvoted. And now it's impossible to go there. If you are Canadian, you should not go to China. If you are a critic of the Chinese government like me, you should never go to China. And I would add Hong Kong into that. I went to mainland China uh, a dozen years ago. 
obviously I could never do that again, but I do not feel that I could go to Hong Kong again. And I think a lot of good things are going to start leaving Hong Kong. Not a lot. Not sure. Not everything. I mean, there's no shortage of capitalists willing to sell uh, communists the rope by which to hang them, as I think Solzhenitsyn said. Um, but anything that relies on freedom and dissent, and uh, I think you're going to see that slowly move out of Hong Kong, maybe to Singapore, um, maybe to Taiwan. I want to show you what I'm talking about. As you know, I follow a lot of Chinese social media designed, like propaganda, I mean. Um, so, so it's in English. It's written for me and other Westerners by the Communist Party of China. So you have to really be alive to the disinformation that you're going to get. Uh, so you, you have to watch it and say, what's the enemy political party, the CCP, saying today? So you have to sort of reverse engineer it and say, well, what are they actually trying to say and do? And how many lies are there? How many like levels of lies are there? Um, because they know that you know it's propaganda. So uh, how many, do, it, it, you know, it's like when you play that game, rock, paper, scissors, and the last guy does a rock. And so you think, okay, he did rock last time, so he thinks I'm going to do paper this time, so he's going to do scissors this time, so I'll do rock this time, but he knows that, so he's going to do scissors, but he knows that I know that, so like you could go mad, right? How many layers are there? It's like Inception. You ever see that movie, Justin? You see that movie? You know, it's a good, you know, you got to pay close attention. It's not a movie that you can be scrolling on your phone while you're watching that. It is an intense movie. It's about a dream. And in that dream, you're having another dream. And in that dream, you're having another dream. And I think, and there's like, I think five or six levels of dreams. And the whole idea is to get into someone's dream and to uh, plant an idea at, in an inception, to plant an idea in their mind that they think was there. It was an amazing movie. Hard to understand, but if you sort of go with it, that's, I think, what Chinese propaganda is like. What, what is propaganda and what is not? I think you got, I mean, you got to assume it's all propaganda, but how many layers? I don't know. Let's go to Global Times, which is one of these propaganda outlets. It's in English, so obviously its target is people like me and you. It's published on Twitter, which is not even allowed in China. So you can see it's at Global Times, and underneath it, Twitter says, China state-affiliated media. It's time to shut down Apple Daily. That's the name of a major pro-democracy newspaper. Legal experts say it's legitimate and necessary to clamp down on poisoned apple. Hey, guys, did you know that's a legal expert term? It's a poisoned apple. <laughs> you see what we did there? It's called the Apple Daily, and, and we said it's a poisoned apple. <laughs> you see how we did that there? Legal experts say it's not just us, the commies. As it's now the matter of this company as a whole on suspicion of endangering national security. And you can see they're arresting a bunch of um, editors and publishers. Now, can you go to their feed and scroll back? Because I think you can see that, um, how, many, how many people are following? 1.8 million followers of Global Times in the English language. Scroll down and find, like for the last few days, they've been given her like every couple hours on Apple Daily. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Um, this Friday may probably, may, it may probably, be, so, so what you're saying is the dictatorship that owns you told you, hey guys, it may probably be this Friday, be the final day for Apple Daily as the pro-secession tabloid. That's a lie. That's a lie, by the way. Struggles for funds to maintain normal operations. You know, they're struggling for funds because the, the communist dictatorship seized their funds. They're not struggling for funds. That makes it sound like maybe no one's buying it. They're struggling for funds. No, they're struggling for funds because you seized their money to maintain normal operations while observers called the shutdown long overdue. By observers, do you mean the Communist Party observers observing you watching this? Given its role in poisoning people's minds for 26 years. Wow. 
So it's been poisoning people's minds for 26 years, and, and you commies are just saying enough. All right, scroll down a little more till we find uh, the next one on Apple Daily. Just pure commie propaganda all the way down. Just all the way down. Let's just find... Yeah, there's a couple more. Like, I mean, I said there was a bunch, but you can see... I mean, it's a very busy propaganda outlet here, Billie Eilish. Um, yeah, just go a little bit further. Okay, what's that? Okay, keep going. Xinjiang. Boy, they're sensitive about Xinjiang. Oh, they hate Taiwan. They're so mad. Keep going. They're so mad about Taiwan. Uh, they're, they're trying to mock Taiwan so badly, and they hate the fact. Oh, there we go. While, so this is eight hours ago. So you just scrolled through around 20 tweets, right? But that's only been eight hours. While Apple Daily may face imminent risk of closure, after some of senior executives were arrested, Hong Kong Security Bureau says it will handle the matter of frozen assets in line with law and affirms that endangering national security is a very serious crime. Hey guys, they may face imminent risk of closure. It's just the language, the pretzel language. Keep going, keep going. Um, so, so we're scrolling, so it looks like we're scrolling through a lot, but they're very uh, prolific. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, 12 hours ago. Apple Daily may face imminent closure following the freezing of its assets. The next digital board will meet on Monday, that's today, I think, to decide whether to shut it down. Media reports say... While legal experts and observers see the the shutdown is long overdue, is that what legal experts say? <laughs> yeah, um, your legal experts, and because uh, you're a bunch of commie propagandists, they're not. So if if this is the movie Inception, this is like the first level of the dream. This isn't second, third, fourth, fifth. They're just telling you what they're going to do. Scroll down a bit more. Yeah, oh, they just they they hate that uh, Taiwan. They just go on about Taiwan. Um, Oh, there we go. After the latest arrests and police operation, Apple Daily posted a letter to its readers saying its staff would stick to the job, which former chief editor, or C.E., sorry, not, sorry, that's not C.E., C.E.C.Y. Leung called a shame to the end and a shame of Hong Kong. Okay, I don't know who C.Y. Leung is. Chief executive, that's what that means. Chief executive of of Hong Kong. Sorry, I, I'm for a second I forgot what CE stood for. Yeah, so they're they're just so furious that uh, these people would would want to keep uh, writing. Um, let's just scroll for a minute more. You can they're very prolific. Like this is all in the last days. You see. Oh, there we go. There we go. So yeah, look at these. That's the president of Taiwan. Very successful president. She seems really lovely. I mean, I don't I don't follow it too closely, and I don't speak Chinese. So look, look what they're trying to do here. I'll read the bottom one first. Tsai Ing-wen, that's the name of the Taiwanese president, faced a backlash for mourning Biden's lose of his beloved dog, a message that some netizens criticized Tsai of being Biden's bootlicker while turning a blind eye to people's lives amid the island's ravaging new COVID-19 wave. So apparently Tsai Ing-wen said something about Biden losing his dog. Some netizens say she's a bootlicker. Some legal experts say Apple Daily is terrible. Some people say their imminent shutdown may happen. And then they have an, another one. Will you feel sorry for the people in Taiwan who died because of your dereliction of duty? Have you seen the sudden deaths from AstraZeneca vaccination in Taiwan? Were those people inferior to a dog? Some netizens ask. Gee, I wonder if they work for the Communist Party or maybe they even work for Global Times. Scroll down. Boy, they hate her. Scroll down a little bit. Yeah, there's the Chinese Air Force. Um, yeah, Tsai Ing-wen faced a backlash. Keep going. 
Oh, yeah, they, they just love mocking America. Um, all right, so you can see they're very, very bad. Yeah, I'll just read this. It is, it is time to shut down Apple Daily. Legal X. Hey, guys, what time is it? It's time to shut down Apple Daily, guys. That time has come. Legal experts say it's legitimate and necessary to clamp down on poison apple as it's now the matter of this company as a whole on suspicion of endangering national security. Okay, I'm not going to make you go through any more, but um, it really is quite ridiculous. Hey, can you do something different? What, who's our foreign minister now in Canada? Is it, uh, it's not Christopher Freeland, is it? It's Mark Carneau, sorry. I get, it was Freeland and then it was uh, Champagne and I think now it's uh, Mark Garneau. Can you go to Mark Garneau's um, Twitter feed? I wonder if he has anything to say, because as you can see, that they've been, they arrested, okay, so uh, scroll down a little bit. Um, what's that first one there, that top one? Okay, he's talking about, uh, today we announced coordinated sanctions. Um, okay, he's talking about Belarus, they made a plane land, forced a plane down. Okay, pay tribute to fathers on Father's Day. Go back a bit. Um, Tigray, that's some place in, in Africa, I think. Scroll down a bit. Um, I participated in the Brussels Forum on the importance of protecting democracy. Pretty sure that China didn't come up. Um, the UN. So I'm so we're look, I'm looking for anything on Hong Kong. Okay, vandalism. There's some chairs that were vandalized. Um, Venezuela, okay. You see anything about Hong Kong or China? Uh, a mosque in Edmonton. Um, you know, uh, women, peace, security. What about Hong Kong women? Okay, so we're just look, like, how many, like, we're back a, almost a week now, right? Juan Guaido. Yeah, so... So that's Canada's foreign minister. Doesn't have a lot to say about Hong Kong. He's talking about Venezuela, which I appreciate. Um, EU, there's just nothing. There's just nothing here. NATO, just like you're, you're going back two weeks now, or not two weeks, but more than a week. It's not there. Sudan giving away money to, to kleptocracies. What's that? Canada-Vietnam relations? Okay, I appreciate it. Anything on China? Just nothing, nothing on China. Hey, can you do one thing? Can you go to, you know how to do this on Twitter, do a search, go into the search from colon Mark Garneau, and then the word Apple. Do you know how to do that in the search bar? So just to reiterate, Apple is the name, Apple Daily. It's got nothing to do with Apple Inc., the maker of cell phones and computers. It's, it's the Chinese name of this newspaper in Hong Kong. Okay. So, um, yeah, by latest. So he hasn't said the word Apple in four years. Okay, that's maybe a bit obscure. Put in the word uh, Hong Kong. April. Today I expressed Canada's grave concerns over the targeting of 10 of Hong Kong's most prominent pro-democracy activists. Okay, so that was April, two months ago. Since then it's gotten a lot worse and nothing from him. Okay, type in um, China. Do the same search as you did before. Thank you for this. May 5th, I had an excellent meeting with Heiko Maas of Germany about Ukraine, China. Okay, so he mentions it, but he doesn't say anything. Um, we also discussed North Korea, relations with China. Okay, but it's not really saying what they said. And then that's uh, Xinjiang. Along, so this is in March. Alongside allies, we have taken coordinated action on measures to send a clear message about the human rights violations and abuses in Xinjiang. We are united in our deep and ongoing concern regarding China's human rights violations. 
Okay. So that was March. Okay, here we go. Canada is disturbed by the chart. Yeah, I read that one already about... Um, maybe I didn't. Okay, so um, he's been silent, really, for months, hasn't he? Would you agree with that? That's a fair statement. He said nothing, he's, and he's never said anything about Apple Daily. He said he registered concern when Hong Kong Democratic politicians were arrested several months ago. He's um, signed some group letter on Xinjiang, which is the Muslim uh, province, uh, Uyghur Muslims. It's an ethnic minority in China that they are really putting into concentration camps. I wouldn't call them death camps, although there have been deaths, but they're concentration camps, they're re-education camps, they're labor camps, and they it's really a form of ethnic cleansing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, yeah, there's Canada. Um, what are you going to expect? I mean, Justin Trudeau told us that um, China was the country he most admires. Why would you doubt him? Um, all right, well, so that's... Um, Hong Kong. I, I see some comments coming in. I'll get to those in a minute, but I want to show you something that actually really, um, a video from a mall in the Toronto area. I'm not sure what mall this is. You know, they all look the same once you're inside them. Um, I think this is very recent. I haven't been able to check the provenance of this. When, you, when you're looking at, at uh, videos like we're about to show you, there's a chance they could be month old, six months old, a year old. I don't actually think it matters in this case. I would like to know some details. Um, let's play it all the way through and then I might take you back through it because there's, there's, a, there's a tell. I don't know, if it's not quite a poker tell. There's, there's something that comes up in all of these. This is a mask shaming video. Someone with a mask is trying to shame someone without a mask. It's there's different ways to mask shame. With When women do it, um, I think it's sometimes out of busybodiness and sometimes out of fear. That's my assessment of maybe, I've probably seen 20 videos like this. When men do it, every single time, there's a certain argument that comes out, not at first, not at second, but before they're done, they always make this same argument and it gives it all away. Let's watch this through and you tell me if you can identify it. I'll come back and I'll, and I'll show you what it was. Take a look. You're not allowed. That's the security there. Well, it... children here and everything, you're not special. I just come to the mall. I don't need a person like you being beside me without a mask. Well, you might want to talk to the security. You might want to talk to the security. This lady here is in the mall without a mask. Yep, got you. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have a mask on. What is your, who are you? I've just come to the mall to pick okay, up. Okay, yeah, sure. And you are What is your threat. name? What is your name? You're a threat. What is Get your name? Get out of the mall. She can't wear a mask. It is my business. She's right here. No, it's not me. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. This lady, guys, on YouTube, she's causing trouble. She has no mask on. It's okay. She shouldn't be in the mall. She is exempt. No, she is not exempt. Did you see the paper? She's a liar. Hold on. No, no. I don't care. Please come with me. Come with me. Please come with me. Sir, everybody's complaining about her with no mask on. Everybody's got a mask. Sir, she's examination. Where? She told you you believe what she says? Yeah, yeah. I don't. The police needs to come, bro. This is not fair. You might get arrested, sir. Uh, no, you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, you. but he's hunting okay, me. Come with I want the police to come. Sir, let's sit okay, yeah. come. come with me. I'll show you the paper. Come with me. I'll show you the paper, but I need his okay, name. Okay, okay, okay. Boy, there's a lot going on there. Um, she's making trouble. Yeah, I think that's you, mate. I think that was you that's making trouble. Certainly, it's you that's making a scene. Um, he, he stopped shouting at this one lady to shout at someone else. Did you catch that? Put your mask on, he says to someone else. 
He says she is not exempt. Um, says who? And on what basis do you say that? And it's actually not for you to decide. Um, she is a liar. You may feel that way, but um, you have no basis for that. Everybody's complaining doesn't look that way. Everybody's got a mask. Now, that's, not, uh, that's obviously not true because he shouted at another person without one. But here we're getting, we're getting to it. Everyone's complaining. Everyone's got a mask. Do you see where this, it starts off? You're a threat, you're dangerous, but he doesn't really believe that because if someone's a danger, you don't go up to them. If there was someone, let's say, you know, you see those strange pictures, give me one of these if you can, of someone who puts like a queen bee on their neck and then gets this huge beard of bees. You ever see that picture? Like those are so weird. Um, that, I think, if I saw someone in a mall or anywhere, who had a thousand bees on them. I would think that's a danger. And yeah, like that. Like, those are really weird. I think that's really weird. I mean, it's, it's cool, maybe? It's not really cool. It's like, uh, it's like someone, but it's, it's, it's uh, like, why are you doing that? You, you love the bees, and the bees love you, and you're just, it's, it's sort of like someone who walks on, like if you're walking on hot coals, um, I, don't, I don't even really get that either. But let's say you saw that guy with the bees in a mall. Would you go up to him? Would you, Justin? I might go near him just to look out of curiosity. But I don't think I would go right up to him because I wouldn't want to be stung. You, you would stare as you walk by. Me too. Okay, so maybe that's not a good example. Um, I, but I was trying to find an example of someone who really is a danger. Because if someone really is a danger, you don't go up to them and hang out with them and engage with them. Although if there was a guy in a mall with a bunch of bees, I would sort of go over, but I wouldn't get too close because I would be worried about the bees. Not too worried, because they look like they're calm. Okay, maybe the bees thing wasn't a good example. I'm just trying to say if someone, better example. A crazy person with a knife. There, that's a better example. That's a better example. A crazy person with a knife. If there's a crazy person with a knife, do you go up to them and say, hey, you're crazy. That knife, crazy. You put down that knife, crazy. No, you don't do that because you're genuinely scared. You grab your kids, you grab your wife, and you get out of there. That's what you do if you're genuinely afraid. So uh, uh, thank you for indulging my five-minute B tangent. Put the B tangent aside. The guy, crazy person with a knife. If you're actually scared of a crazy person with a knife, you don't go up to them, film them, and tell them, that they're, that they're a danger, because if they are a danger, you run away from them. Was that man afraid of that woman? Justin, do you think he was truly afraid? I don't think so either. Because first of all, he's not, you know, maybe in February 2020, when we had pure terror propaganda, no one knew what was what. Maybe you would think that, but then he wouldn't walk up to her. And by the way, very few people were wearing masks back then anyways, because China had actually bought all the masks up in the world and shipped them back to China, including from Canada. Back in February 2020, if you were afraid of someone, you would walk away from them. In June 2021, you're not afraid. So look at how he evolved. She, he, he didn't make the danger-based argument. He made sort of an attempted legal rules-based argument. She is not exempt. Well, I say she's not. I don't know that I'm trying to apply the rules. I don't know the rules well enough to cite them. I'm saying she's not exempt. Oh, she is? Okay, so I'm going to say she's lying. I don't really know the rules, but then he gets to it. 
Everyone else is mad about this. Okay, but is she a danger? You said she's a, the whole thing is based on she's a danger. Everyone else is complaining. Everyone else has a mask. This is not fair. That was the last thing he said, I think. What does that mean? Can I translate that for you? He, he, we all know he wasn't afraid. This was not someone wearing a bee beard. This is not a crazy person with a knife. Everyone knows he's not actually afraid. And if he was afraid, well, he's got his mask on, so he's super safe. Everyone knows that she wasn't causing the problem. He was, and he knows it too. He has no idea if she's exempt or not, but you see, that's got nothing to do with whether or not he's safe. Because if you are exempt, that means the rule doesn't apply to you. That probably means you are a danger in his mindset. If everyone's a danger, and thus they have to wear a mask, and someone is properly exempt from that, well, then they're dangerous. So he's not really worried about the underlying danger. He's worried about the rule. She's not really exempt. If he was really worried about the danger, he said, I don't care if she's exempt. That makes her more dangerous. Look, she doesn't have a mask. No, he went to the rules-based argument. But what really irks this man, and one of the reasons I believe this man was going after this woman, we never see the woman who's filming, is he's a man who is submissive and puts on a mask even though he knows, and we can tell this through his conduct, that there actually isn't a danger. Like I say, you don't walk toward the person with the bees on them. What really irks him, and this is, you have to get through a minute of his blather to hear it. It's not fair that she's not doing it if I have to. It's not fair that she is independent, free-spirited, unmasked, if I have to be. Hang on, buddy. I thought this was about your safety. If you're safe, what do you care if someone else is being dangerous? How come she gets to walk near the person with the bee beard? And I can't. Well, what do you care? You're afraid of the bees. Get away from the bees. No, I just want her not to be able to go to the bees either if I can't. Okay, stop talking about bees. He is upset with this lady because she has more courage and self-respect and independence and freedom of spirit and freedom of conscience and freedom of action than he does. And she's a woman and he's a man. And that's emasculating. It's emasculating for a man to be so, so submissive and to be confronted with the visual evidence of Look, not only is someone more courageous than you, but it's a woman. So what does he do? He compensates by being very bullshy, by being very macho, very brave and aggressive. I'm going to go harass a woman, stalk a woman, shout at a woman, follow a woman, which I don't think he would do if, if she was like a crazy person with a knife or wearing a beard of bees. If you're afraid of someone, you, you get away from them. I've been afraid of people on the street. There's some clearly, you know, high or like, a, like, like really either mentally uh, incapacitated or person on drugs and they look like they could be. I've, I've walked away quickly from some. I've run away. But there's, you, you sometimes encounter people in public who look like they may be a danger to themselves and others. You don't go up to them and say, hey, sir, I do say you are acting like a common nuisance and I must protest. No, you get the hell away from them. If you're worried about something, you get away from them. You don't go up to them, follow them around and say, you're not following the same rules I am and that's not fair. That's what he said. This is not fair. Can we play the last half of that? Play the last half of that. I want to make sure I heard him right. You don't say to the crazy person with a knife, it's not fair. Take a look. This lady, guys, on YouTube, she's causing trouble. 
She has no mask on. It's okay, she shouldn't be okay. in the mall. She, she is exempt. No, she is not exempt. Yeah, Did yeah. you see the paper? She's a liar. Hold on. No, no. I don't care. Please come with me. Come with me. Please come with me. Sir, everybody's complaining about her with no mask on. Everybody's got a mask. Sir, she's examination. Where? She told you you believe what she says? Yeah, yeah. I don't. The police needs to come, bro. This is not fair. You might get arrested, sir. Uh, no, you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you. leaving. I'm I leaving, but he's hunting okay, me. Okay, come with me. I want the police to come. Sir, let's sit there. Okay, yeah. Please come. come with me. I'll show you the paper. Come with me. I'll show you the paper, but I need his okay, name. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. This is not fair. What does he mean by that? He means, why am I the kind of man who's wearing a mask in June 2021? Why am I that kind of man? And she is a kind of woman who isn't. I can't bear this. So force her to submit. I'm afraid of being forced to do things. Call the police because I'm worried about some cosmic force. I'm terrified of something. Social opprobrium, um, the CBC being mean to me, some TV doctor saying you're going to die, peer pressure, being thrown out of a store. I'm, there's something that worries me. There's something that is stronger than my own conscience, so I obey it. Whatever that cosmic force is, that angel of death, and it's not actual death, it's, it's something that scares me. The virus doesn't scare him. He's going up to someone he's he claims is uh, unhealthy or he's worried is unhealthy. You don't do that if you're worried about her. He's worried about something else. And I think he gives it away when he says, call the police, bro. That's what, I think that's what he's always been worried about. He's worried, and I can understand the worry. He's worried that if he were a man and took off the damn mask, the police would come and, ex and exert force on him because that's what he wants to call down on this woman. What's the bad thing that's going to happen to her? Not that she gets sick and dies. He, he never says that, lady, you're going to get sick and die. That's what you say to someone you're worried about getting sick and dying. Lady, oh my God, lady, what do you do? Put on your mask. You're going to get sick and die. Are you crazy? Didn't you hear? There's this pandemic. Lady, Put on a mask. Oh, my God. Hey, kids, get away from her. Typhoid Mary, if you saw Typhoid Mary, if you were in the Montreal smallpox um, epidemic, it was at 1885 or whenever, and you saw some, if you saw someone with the bubonic plague, those little bulbous things, the black plague, you saw someone with leprosy. I've never seen anyone with leprosy, and I hope I never do. You see someone with leprosy, what do you do? You get the hell away. And if there's someone who's not wearing a mask, if mask, say, lady, put the mask on. You're going to get leprosy. You're going to get the plague. He didn't say that because that's not what he's actually worried about. What he's actually worried about is someone causing stress to his life, like the police. That's what he wants to rain down on this woman. So if she won't obey him, he wants to be a little enforcer. He wants to be a little Stasi agent. He, he's, he's impotent. Of course he is. He's impotent in any, every aspect of his life, politically speaking. If he can't exert force on this woman, well, maybe he'll call down the lightning bolts from Mount Olympus, whatever he's afraid of, the cops. But the security guards there say, nah, mate, we got this. And, you, and the last thing you hear is, her saying to these security guards, I'll actually show you my paper, which, by the way, is not required under law. So there you go. All right, let's read some, uh, let's read some comments, and then we got a lot of other things to cover. I spent too much time on the bees. I was just trying to think of something. If you saw something, what would you run away from in a mall? Probably gunshots. A swarm of bees. Yeah, like the bees... You'd run away from a swarm of bees. Me too. Yeah, that's the difference. The bees on the beard are looking very passive. They're, they're like almost sleeping. They're 
drowsy. Let's say that. They're drowsy bees, and he's staying cool as a cucumber. A swarm of bees, that you would, you know what? There you go. You'd run from the swarm of bees. If it was a bee beard, you might go up to it. In fact, you, it might be the opposite. You might say, huh, he's not afraid of the bees. I don't have to be either. So you could actually overcome your fear of bees. It would be like someone saying, oh, you're not wearing a mask. Maybe I don't have to either. So you, you corrected my analogy. There was something wrong with that analogy from the beginning. You corrected it. It's not if the bees were passive, because then it's just a psych. Then all you're doing is you're negotiating with your fear. If it was a swarm of bees, then you're negotiating with an objective risk. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Toronto. Um, what, what's it like? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Um, was there any NASCAR or something? Did we have video of that? B-roll, let's take a look at that. So um, that's the U.S. of A. That looks like a swarm of bees. That looks like a bee beard from afar. That's a lot of people. They're just getting back to life. That's a lot of people. You know, there might be the odd person in there with a mask, but I, I don't think so. You know why? Because um, what I talked about before, people afraid of something more than the virus. Uh, no one's really afraid of the virus anymore. Maybe if you're 80 years old and have underlying conditions and you're in you know, long-term care home, you're afraid of the virus, so maybe you should be. But um, if you're young and healthy, you're actually not afraid of the virus. You've always been afraid of peer pressure, and that's why going to this kind of event, thanks, uh, is so valuable because you say, oh, so there's no peer pressure to put on a mask. In fact, you're sort of weird if you do. And uh, no cop or security guard's going to get mad at you. Those are the only reasons you were doing it to begin with. If you here, here's my thesis. Last point on the on this guy in Toronto and the mall, Justin. If you take him out of that mall and put him wherever that NASCAR event was, where was that? Who cares? Somewhere in America, Nashville. By the end of that race, he's going to be mask off, and he's going to forget he was ever a member of the cult. You know why? Because you've removed what was on his mind. He was not actually worried about the disease. He didn't mention it. He didn't act like it. What were his objections? She's not exempt. She's a liar. Everyone's complaining. This is not fair. She's causing a problem. Which is all code for, if I have to do it, so does she. Well, buddy, you don't have to do it anymore if you're in NASCAR. So all of a sudden, he threw the mask away. I believe he would throw the mask away because, let's be honest, he's a bit of a coward. And he needs for that external threat to be removed from him before he acts like a normal person again. Um, let's read some chats. On Super U, Donald Best. How you doing, Donald? Spent a few days in Taiwan a while back. Very hardworking, friendly people. I love Taiwan. I have been there myself, and I, I love the people. Uh, I love how pro-American, pro-Western it is. Um, it, it is very Chinese, obviously, ethnically, linguistically. They have their own ethnicity uh, as well on, on the island of Formosa. But, of course, a lot of people there fled from communist China after Mao took over. So they have a spirit of freedom there. I haven't been there in over a decade, but uh, I really enjoyed my trip there. When I went to Taiwan, my observation, this was a dozen years ago. I was worried about Taiwan, not militarily, although I'm increasingly worried for them now. I was worried about the siren song of the great Chinese mainland market because Whenever China was belligerent and bellicose, Taiwan would get its back up and it would disengage. But whenever China said, hey, we've got a billion people who speak Mandarin and you have a lot of experience in selling things and you're just off the coast, why don't you come and all get rich? Oh, that was much more uh, a political strategic risk to Taiwan the siren song of Chinese money and influence, as opposed to the Chinese threat. 
I believe that mainland China has dropped the mask. They're no longer pretending to be anything but Taiwan's enemy. So I think there's less of a suicide gene in Taiwan now. I am worried about the military risk, though, because China's military has absolutely zoomed in the last decade. And when we were scrolling through those Global Times tweets, you probably saw there was an air show. Like, they love boasting their military might. Uh, Hyperchat from Odyssey. Foskifo, thank you. Uh, another one, take down the CCP. I agree. Hyperchat, uh, two libraries from Roasty. If you want to make Canada free again, join me on Telegram. Just send an email to Alberta Strong and free at ProtonMail. Okay. DGM Canadian lad. Great work. Thank you. Enoch, the salty pretzel. Ezra, curious who to get in touch with to fight a fine here in Israel. Was last August, never received a fine, but got a SMS two days ago saying my failure to pay and increase the fine by 50%. Any chance of opening a fight the fines here in Israel just as the fourth lockdown is starting here? Well, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about the fourth lockdown. Second of all, that's interesting to me because Israel has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world. And the fact that you're saying they're going into another lockdown brings into question a lot of things, including uh, the good faith of uh, Israeli bureaucrats and the efficacy of the vaccine. Why would they go into another lockdown if everyone's vaccinated? But to answer your question on point, no, we just simply don't have the viewership to, to crowdfund uh, lawyers out there. Can you go to my, my pinned tweet, Justin? This morning I asked our um, Fight the Fines coordinator, Victoria Solomon, for an update on that. Because the last time I updated everyone on how many cases we had, do you remember what the number was last time, Justin? It's like 1,200. 1,200. Take a look at this. The pandemic has virtually disappeared in Canada, but prosecutions of lockdown offenses are ramping up as politicians try to sustain the panic. We are helping 1,834 people at fightthefines.com. We've already won 91 cases. I didn't know the number was that high. Help us if you can and get a charity tax credit. So when I say won the cases, we've had very few trials. We've had a few preliminary hearings. In most of those 91 cases, the charges are so atrocious and outrageous and such junk policing that when we lawyer up and contact the Crown prosecutor and they look at the case, they say, yeah, no, I'm not running a trial on this garbage. You're free to go. Can you believe that? We've had 91 wins. I don't think there's been a full hearing. I think that's just a sign of how much junk law there is. Now, our first Fight the Fines case was in April of 2020. It is now June of 2021. In fact, it's almost July, May or June. So we are looking at 15 months. Did you know something? Justin, you know, you've heard the right to a speedy trial. You ever heard that phrase before? Hey, call up the Charter of Rights and Freedoms if you would. I forget what section it is, like 11 or 12. I can't. I, I know my fundamental freedoms, that's section 2, A, B, C, D. But I forget some of the other uh, sections of the Charter off by heart. You know, forgive me. Why do we, see, why do we say a right to a speedy trial? Why, why do we have a right to a fast trial? How is that a right? Why is that important? Well, there's some obvious reasons. One is... Practical reasons. You know, facts decay. People's memories fade. Um, people move away. People die. Um, having an accurate set of facts and evidence before the court becomes less likely if you're finally getting around to a matter very, very late. A second very important reason is the stigma of a, of a charge, especially if it's a criminal case, hangs over you. Well, he wouldn't have been charged if he was doing nothing wrong. Where there's smoke, there's fire. The police wouldn't have charged him for nothing. Oh, I always knew it. Just being charged is a, is a kind of a smear. Now, maybe you did it. But if you're charged with an offense in April of 2020... And the, and the government just says, hum-de-dum-dum-dum, -dum -dum. we're busy. 
we're on staycation now. So, no, 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 no. Hey, just call it up. I'll, we'll scroll down. We can find it together. No problem. Hey, just put up the charter. We'll scroll down and find it together. Charter's not coming up on the government website? When it's... Uh, protection against unreasonable laws for arrest for good reason. Rights after arrest. Um, okay, so this is just a Wikipedia entry. Oh, that was the government's website? I wonder why. Huh. Okay, well, I'll, I'll send you another link um, to it. I, and I and I know you're saying, well, why are you, why are you doing this? We we believe you, but I just want to show the actual. I just sent you a link um, there. So the Charter of Rights is part of our Constitution. It's not um, the entire Constitution. Our Constitution has, for example, the separation of powers between the federal government, the provincial government. Um, so it's yeah. So it's a part of it. So yeah, pump it up a little bit so you can see. Section two is my favorite section. It's the fundamental freedoms. And, and we've gone through this before. There's a strategic sense. Freedom of conscience is the very first. That's the freedom of your mind. Then your freedom of, of, or your heart, I would even say. Then your mind. Then your ability to express what's on your mind through media. The freedom to get together, peaceful assembly, freedom to hang out with others. See, there's a strategic order there. Like, that's actually a very thoughtful order. And then scroll down a bit, and you've got... Um, you know, some political rights, mobility rights, and then legal rights. Uh, life, liberty, security of the person. Um, proceedings. Section 11. Any person charged with an offense has a right to be tried within a reasonable time. And look at the first one, to be informed without unreasonable delay of the specific offense. There's a lot of rights there. If you're, thank you. If you're charged with an offense in April 2020, and those are our first Fight the Fines cases, and it is June 2021, and you haven't even got your court date yet, so you've had the stigma and the, and the stress, and the stress. I mean, I'm used to legal things. We do a lot of lawyering around here. We've got a lot of lawyers. I'm a former lawyer myself. So it's, it's not that hard on me, you know. But, but for example... Some of our young staff, they get a ticket for 880 bucks. You're not a normal person if that doesn't cause you stress. Am I right? Like, we got some youngsters here who've got five tickets. You know, how many tickets does Yankee have? How many tickets does Efren have? This got five, like, uh, Mocha. Some of these guys on our team have 10 tickets. If those tickets range between $500 and $1,500, a normal person is going to feel psychologically stressed by those tickets, even if they pretend, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm going to win. No, no, no. That's a, it's a, an inordinate psychological stress. And imagine the government holding that over you for one, two, three years. Well, we're already into our second year, because our first fight the finance case was April 2020. So Section 11 of the Charter of Rights you saw it. We read it. Uh, right to us. They didn't use the word speedy trial. They used another word, un unreasonable delay or reasonable time or whatever. The, the, the colloquial term is a speedy trial. So we've won 91 cases already. We have over 1,800 clients. Now, I think a number of these cases are going to be thrown out for want of prosecution. Hopefully, most or all of them. But I know there are some jurisdictions where the prosecution is being absolutely abusive. Uh, you know, I want to show you the exact opposite uh, of that mall guy. That mall guy, that coward. I want to show you an NFL player named Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley, I just scroll over his name. What's his, what's, what team's he with? Buffalo Bills, wide receiver. You see, you know, it seems like a good angle of that guy. Um, can you can you click on it? So he, he just types something up. I can barely read it. He says, look, I'm going to live my own life like, 
like I want to regardless. Everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley, and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then, what does that say? Steer clear or get vaccinated, period. You know, my point is, I don't know how old um, Cole Beasley is. I'm going to guess he's in his early 20s. And he's, he's in the Buffalo Bills. It's a professional sports team. I'm guessing, he's 32, eh? So he's, he's not quite as young. But I'm guessing he's in your top 1% of physical fitness and health. Maybe your top 0.01%, right? Um, I'm guessing he eats right. I'm guessing he works out, gets exercise. I'm guessing he gets paid enough that he's psychologically, like he doesn't have some of the stress. I mean, he's got other stresses too. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay in my house and they're coming regardless of protocol, I don't play for the money anymore. My family is being taken care of. Find, find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. Huh, that's a good analogy. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I, was, I talked about the men who are in the mask schools. I think it's all their sublimation of their emasculation that's coming out. I think that's one reason why they're particularly mad when they see women um, not wearing a mask. It's, it's the same reaction that the liberals have when they see a woman with a firearm. Don't you agree? I mean, there's something about women with guns that gets a reaction from left-wing men. It's the same thing. It's how come you're tougher than me, and I can't really say that, so I'm going to come up with a whole bunch of uh, euphemisms for I hate the fact that you're a stronger woman than I am a man. Um, this, this fella here, Cole Beasley, He's just saying, look, I'm just not going to, I love that. I'm not going to take medicine for a leg that's not broken. Um, the male scolds are speaking out of emasculation. I have to say, and again, this is just anecdotal. I look at the women's scolds, the Karens, as they're originally called. And so many of them, not to be mean, but I, I have certain license as a fellow member of the volume-enhanced community. They're fat. You know, they might be on like one of those mobility scooters, like in the movie Wall-E. You ever see Wall-E? You ever see that movie? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's a bit of a kid's movie. So you're on your mobility scooter because you're, you're, you're knocking on 300 pounds. And uh, you're unhealthy. And I can, I can use these epithets because I myself am pretty damn close to that. And you're scolding some healthy person eats right, exercises right, for not wearing a mask. Really? Um, that's a different impulse than the emasculated man. That's sort of the busybody woman who's actually afraid of, who's being told, fat acceptance is cool. We'll give you a free Dunkin' Donut. We'll give you free ice cream. We'll give you a free Krispy Kreme if you get a vaccine. We're not going to fat shame you, but we're going to shame you if you don't have a mask. So that's just an emotionally manipulated woman who's being told that if she wears a mask, she's fine. And she sees a healthy person not with a mask. And she's never been able to say you're unhealthy before. And so you've got 20 years of pent up thinking you're unhealthy. And now you've got a way to, to look at the 110 pound woman not wearing a mask. You're a 250 pound woman wearing a mask. And for the first time in your life, you have the ability to say, shame on you, you're unhealthy. For 20 years, you've internalized feelings of shame because you're out of shape. You don't eat right, you don't exercise right. And I'm talking about myself here. And, um, and you see some healthy person like a Cole Beasley, but a normal person, not like a super athlete, 
you see a normal person in a, in a store. You're in the dollar store buying the cheap Halloween candy, and it's not even Halloween. And you're in your mobility scooter because you're rotund. And you see a healthy person, a fit person, not wearing a mask. And uh-huh, 20 years of psychological uh, stress, you get to finally dish it out. You're unhealthy. Be like me. You've never been able to say that before. Those are my two psychological identities. There's many more for the schools. The men are angry that they're submitting without a fight. The um, fat women, if I may say so, um, it's the first time they've ever been able to, to shame someone else for health reasons. Both of them are emotionally manipulated. Neither of them, I think, I think some people believe the propaganda that they're actually in some danger. I don't think most people act like they are. Because if you're afraid of someone, it would be like the swarm of bees, not the beard of bees. It's the swarm of bees. If you're actually afraid of a swarm of bees, you don't go up to them and say, you're dangerous. You get the hell out of there. These people are not genuinely afraid. I'm going to whip through some of these so quickly. Boy, we're, I'm slow here because I'm chit-chatting too much. Mimage. China and Canada sit in a tree. Yeah, that's right. Ryan Roasty. Ezra's good at rock, paper, scissors. No, because you know what? You, you can be great, but then you're too clever, and then it's like you, you being double clever is the same as being not clever. Right? And after a while, it's purely random. Because you can, like, how many layers are clever? That, you got to watch the movie Inception, Justin. You got to pay attention to it, though. Are you an expert at it? You win most of the time? Then you have figured out your opponents, because could you beat you? Could, what if you played someone using your same rules? We'll play after this. We'll play, we'll just play like, we'll play just four rounds after this, nothing more than that. Because let's see, let's see. The first one's purely random. That next one, but then the next, next one, I may be better than you think. Um, Buster Chops, if I have to wear it, so do you. That's exactly what he was saying. On Super Uteri, COVID derangement syndrome. Oh, yeah, it's going to be with us a long time. History Club World. Will Rebel News ever create no non-news entertainment products like a dramatization TV show of the lab scan or a show about the reign of Trudeau 1? Follow History Club World on Instagram, your hub for educational content. I think the short answer is we have limited resources, limited budget, limited time, limited bandwidth. We have to stick to what we're best at. Starting new product lines is hard. And we need new people to do. We, I, I feel like I have 20 things on my to-do list. And the problem is, you have 20 things on your to-do list. How many of them do you do at all? You have five things on your to-do list. You get them all done. And, and that's my worry about Rebel News, is we're stretched too thin. Uh, John Yartwe, beekeepers do it to freak the simple-minded out. Yeah, because, I mean, I think if you understand the bees, then you know how to, then you're probably not going to get stung doing that if you know exactly what you're doing. I, myself, don't want to get that comfortable with bees. Hyperchat from the Whitfeld DM for everything Odyssey. QA content systems overlays. You know what? I like Odyssey. No two ways about it. I just do. Adam Richard, there's no need to show the paper. Yeah, exactly. There is no, there's no jurisdiction in North America or the UK or Australia, of which I'm aware, that requires you to show your, other than, excuse me, I think on aircraft in Canada, you have to show a letter. There may be an exception. Well, you can go to unmasked.ca to, to learn more. Or maskexemption.ca. Uh, Agatha, hi, Ezra. Have you seen the latest Project Veritas video with the newscasters whistleblowing on live news? Have you thought about doing the same thing as PV by encouraging whistleblowers to come forward? We occasionally do, and we occasionally do get this. We get, we get tips, I'd say, uh, I mean, in some form every day. Most of them are not that interesting. Rumble, Nick Monk. Why doesn't he stay far away from her if he's so scared of a virus? He's getting closer and causing her to talk. If you were really scared, do you move away? Yeah, that's what I, my whole bee thing. I spent 30 minutes today talking about bees, and I realized that that was the wrong metaphor, because if bees are sleeping on a neck, after your initial fear, you get over it and you're curious. It was the wrong analogy. 
Chrissy's kingdom, uh, Ezra, I would have run from that guy. I, you know, I don't think you would have. Hyperchat, sus, Jan Grant, toss SG. Don't trust Jason Kenny. He's shown his true nature. I'm shocked by Jason Kenny. Rebecca Henderson, 10 libraries. Thank you. Can you post the link for the video of the man chasing the woman out of the mall for having a mask exemption? Um, you know, we, we could post it or you could just find it on my Twitter feed, uh, twitter.com slash Ezra Levant. Uh, Rumble, John Yarder, all the worker bees are female as long as they smell the queen, they're docile. I think there's a double message there. Uh, Hyperchat History Club World, Rebel should give Ezra a co-host to keep him on topic. You know, you're so gentle in how you phrase that. You know, occasionally I have a co-host, like for example, when we cover election night, Sheila's usually on with me, sometimes others. And they do help steer me. But you know what? I'll be honest. I just ignore any attempts to keep me back on target. Is that, would you say that's accurate, Justin? I just, I just sort of ignore them. And frankly, I, I sometimes prickle a little bit. Someone tell me I can't go on a 12-minute tangent about bees. Or, or let's spend 30 minutes talking about some movie, some obscure movie from the 90s that I have a child's memory of. Oh, no, you really got to see it, man. It's amazing. My, my memory of watching it as a 12-year-old, oh, it wasn't that great now that I watch it again at 49. You know, it's... Um, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark again last night. That's a great movie. That movie's uh, 40 years old. It's a great movie. It's 106. I think I'm going to say goodbye. Um, I did cover most of the ground here. You know, we covered half of them. I... I other than the B thing, I don't think I went too far off course today. They only got one or two topics. Well, we covered the, the Apple Daily thing pretty well, I think. All right. Uh, do you have a dog video? I think I know the one. This is not a dog video, people. This is a orangutan video. I think I know the one. Here it is. <laughs> 